Ayan na, ayan na mga kametah, kamusta kayo dyan, kamusta kayo dyan, marami tayong pag-usapan, hindi na yung showbiz ha, tama na yung showbiz na yan, medyo mag-time uh, out na tayo dyan, pagod na ako dyan sa mga showbiz, ang dami mga defensive, ang dami mga dismissive, ayan, tayo pang ngayabangan, ayan, ayoko na, parang, hindi, gusto ko naman mamaya papatulan ko ulit, but we have more important things, more Real important things to talk about. At ito po yung mga latest development uh, sa ating rehiyon, especially the major major defense deal na na finalize po ng tatlong malaking bansa, no? Makapangyarihan na bansa. Ito po ay United States. Ito po ay United Kingdom at Australia. So three anglophone allies. Medyo may sariling military commonwealth sila. So kahapon po or actually. Uh, hours ago dun sa San Diego, California Shout out naman dyan sa mga cousins, relatives Tito natin dyan sa San Diego um, Nagkaroon ng major, major meeting don At kung saan uh, is good. Anyway, mga kameta Pag-usapan natin yan Because this is very, very important uh, What we need to understand is that uh, Dito sa ating region Multiple important things are happening simultaneously no? So, two Trilateral alliances are essentially coming into being. No, yung isa is the Australia, United States, UK or AUKUS uh, trilateral uh, alliance, and the other one, mahakameta, is the yung tinatawag na or pwede natin tawagin na Japan, Philippines, US or JAFOS security alliance. These two are extremely, extremely important. No, both of them are very important. And both of them, in one way or another, have to do something directly with what's happening sa Taiwan. Because there's really a lot of concerns, mga kameta, na makakaroon ng yera dyan sa Taiwan in the near term, in the short term. We don't know how short term or near term this is going to be. Some are going to say 2025. Some are saying as early as 2024. If yung Taiwan sa next presidential elections ay nag-elect ng isang leader na mas aggressive, mas radical, at mas pro-independence, na gusto niya mag-declare talaga ng total independence from China. Uh, and some would say, well, at least we have maybe a decade so that we can make necessary preparations here. No? So ito po yung meeting kaapon. So in response to the possibility of war over Taiwan, so makikita niyo dun sa map mga kameta. No? At, uh, so at the very center of the map, makikita niyo yung Pilipinas. You can see how important the Philippines is. It's exactly smack in the center of this geopolitical theater. No? Very, very important theater. This showdown in the so-called Western Pacific. And the so-called first island chain. So, the first island chain, Makameta, goes from uh, Okinawa regions in southern Japan all the way to Taiwan's uh, Taiwan Straits, and then goes to the West Philippine Sea or South China Sea, Makameta. So, po, ito yung napakamahalaga na theater, no? So, yung mga ibang U.S. allies from the outsides, including Australia, in the so-called second island chain covering Philippine Sea, Benham Rise, going all the way to the South Pacific. And then kasama din dyan ang United Kingdom dahil may mga, uh, may mga territories din ang United Kingdom dito sa Pacific region. So all of these three are coming together. Pero para, para sa akin mga kametang mahalaga din pag-usapan natin is the, the other trilateral alliance that is coming together. No? Ito yung sabi ko nga, JAFOS, no? Japan, Philippines, United States. These three are coming together. And, and, and again, tingnan niyo yung mga map mga kameta. No? Kung i-zoom in yung map, makikita niyo talaga. Yung Taiwan po ay exactly sa gitna ng, Pil- uh, ng Pilipinas and Japan. And of course, Japan con- uh, extends all the way down no? so Senkaku, Diaoyo Islands, so and Okinawa. So if you look at the distance between Okinawa and Senkaku Islands, particularly yung southernmost tip of Japan, no? 
and then Taiwan, and then titignan mo, hindi na makikita dito, pero titignan mo for instance yung Mavulis and Fuga Island, no, yung pinaka-northern islands natin sa Isabela, both of them are roughly around 100 nautical miles away from Taiwan's shores. So one from the north, in the case of Japan, and one from the south, in the case of the Philippines. And then, katulad ng sinabi natin, the Philippines is exactly in the middle of this map. So you have Australia below, right? You have Japan there, you have Thailand, Indonesia here, and then China here, and then the so Philippines is exactly in the middle. No, exactly in the middle. And that's why napakamahaligang Pilipinas. Our geography, once again, is extremely crucial to determining the future of the Indo-Pacific region. And the future of the most believe, inevitable showdown between China and the United States. Magkakaroon talaga ng showdown yan. We just don't know how violent and how early this showdown is gonna be because wala pa tayong high-tech warfare between two superpowers, no? In fact, wala tayong direct war between two superpowers for almost 100 years. The last time we had direct war among superpowers, Makameta was Second World War. Since then, because of invention of nuclear weapons and more advanced, uh, you know, uh, versions of weapons of mass destruction, we, d we never saw two major powers going head to head. But now, many are saying that this is almost inevitable. Now, I don't agree and I don't believe in inevitability, but the probability is increasingly higher. See, it was 20% 10, 20 years ago. Now, it's at least 40% chance. No, uh, But still, there's more chance than not in terms of avoiding this conflict. But sabi nga nila, diba? you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared. And kung maalala niyo mga kameta, nakausap natin si, um, si Ambassador Romualdez, nakausap natin siya ukol sa issue ng Taiwan, at sabi niya, we cannot choose our geography. Andiyan yung Taiwan. At aliado natin ang Amerika, hindi tayo pwede maging neutral dito. Kahit pa neutral-neutral tayo, talagang apektado tayo dyan if God forbid, you know, a war breaks out. So the best thing to do for peace to be sustained or for the peace to break out and end the crisis is to deter China. And to deter China, you need to double down in these alliances. So katulad na sinabi natin, on one hand, of course, mga kameta, the big news today is the AUKUS. So let me go a little bit to the AUKUS. Let's discuss it very shortly, mga kameta. So this AUKUS is quite controversial. There were some very negative reaction to it, including from NATO allies, especially Europe. So ito pa yung meeting kahapon na sinisabi natin, mga kameta, kung saan nag-meet si Biden, right? Uh, uh, Rishi Sunak, Prime Minister of UK, on the right side, and on the left side, of course, Albanese, or Albanese, si, uh, Prime Minister ng Australia. So you have three leaders, two Prime Ministers, one President meeting there in San Diego, which is, of course, a major naval base, dun sa mga, of course, mga kameta natin na nakapunta sa Amerika at may mga relatives katulad natin dun sa San Diego. You know, this is a major naval base, of course. Uh, so dun nagkaroon ng meeting, at ang pinag-usapan dito, mga kameta, fundamentally, is this. No, they want to develop advanced submarines and share those submarines, especially with Australia. And we're talking about not just any kind of submarines, mga kameta. We're talking about nuclear-powered submarines. Now, this is very important to, to, to emphasize, mga kameta. When we say nuclear-powered submarines, these are different from nuclear submarines. Because when you say nuclear submarines, generally, ang, ang, ang tinutukoy natin dito is submarines that can launch nuclear weapons. No? Uh, yun yung tinatawag na triad capability. So the ability to launch nuclear weapons or missiles from land, from air, or from seas. And one of the options for uh, having uh, seaboard nuclear capability is through submarines, mga kameta. No? But this is not going to be a nuclear submarine in a sense of 
carrying nuclear missiles and weapons. It's going to be powered by nuclear energy. Gets you ba? So actually, it's a technically speaking civilian nuclear technology driven military hardware, right? So it's not a military hardware that carries nuclear weapons. All right? Now, this is very important because mga kameta, dito sa ASEAN meron tayong tinatawag na Sean Fez, no? Yung Southeast Asian region, you know, nuclear weapons free zone. Sean Fez, no? That's how we put it. Hindi ko alam kung sinong hen yung nag-isip ng acronym niya. Medyo weird na basahin niya. But we have this, mga kameta. Ilabas natin dito. So that's why it's very important for Australia to make sure na hindi ito nuclear weapons carrying because that will be problematic if and almost certainly these submarines by because Australia is being given this because there is also UK and the US. No, so let me let me just show you this agreement: Southeast Asian Nuclear Weapons Free Zone. Okay, Nuclear Weapons Free Zone. Para lam alam niyo pinang usapan natin. So you can actually find this on the website of ASEAN. No, ah, this Southeast Asia Nuclear Weapons Free Zone. No. Post natin dito mga kameta para ma-appreciate yun na. Again, ha, this is very important distinction because marami mga pro-Tatay, pro-China, whatever side dyan na tinitwist nila yung katotohanan dito. No? Uh, or they will try to twist this. No? So, <coughs> sorry, it's absolutely correct that, you know, we have a no nuclear weapons policy. Kaya nga may problema tayo sa Amerika or mga ibang bansa na dati naglalagay ng mga nuclear stockpile or nuclear waste dito. At we have some serious concerns about that. We can have a separate meta over that, uh, mga kameta. But, so, here in Southeast Asia, meron tayong natinitang Southeast Asia Nuclear Weapons Free Zone, right? Kung saan. So, this was signed in December 1996 by ASEAN member states. Uh, so, it's a commitment to preserve the Southeast Asian region as a region free of nuclear and other weapons of mass destruction. The Treaty is also known as the Bangkok Treaty because it's a Bangkok yung nasign. Through this treaty, ASEAN reaffirms the importance of the Treaty of on the Non-Proliferation of Nuclear Weapons (NPT) in preventing the proliferation of nuclear weapons and contributing toward international peace and security. It also marks the establishment of nuclear weapons free zone in Southeast Asia, one among five NWFCs in the world. The other four are in Latin America, Caribbean, South Pacific, Africa, and Central Asia. So the protocol for the Sean Fest Treaty welcomes the signing and ratification of nuclear weapons states, which will contribute to the promotion of realization of Southeast Asia. So essentially, ang sinasabi natin dito mga kameta is, yung mga may malalaking nuclear weapons, huwag kayo pumunta dito, huwag kayo magulo dito, huwag nyo dalin yung mga nuclear weapons nyo dito, whether to submarines, to warships, to bombers, etc. Now, whether ang China yung nakikinig, ibang usapan yan, because China also has nuclear weapons-scaring submarines, alright? But what we're talking about here, mga kameta, is nuclear-powered submarines. And ka ang kahalaga ng nuclear-powered submarines is unlike diesel or fossil fuel-driven submarines, they can go for a very, very long time. Kasi yung nuclear technology, di ba? Uh, iba siya. It, it can constantly generate energy for an extended period. And hindi naman forever, but... Kasi andun naman yung crew, di ba? Hindi naman yung pwede yung crew, hindi naman labas forever. But parang for a very long time, they can sustain it. More than two to three times the average of what a diesel-powered submarine is. And it's much more quiet. Much, much more quiet. And it's much more stealthy. So it's very, very advanced. So kung baga, ito yung F-35, no? Kung sa aeroplano, ito yung F-35 version, di ba? Kung baga... Australia wants to go from F-16s or F-18s to F-35s. This is what we're looking at. Although, of course, they have the F-35. So, now, 
There are two options here. So one option, mga kameta, is for Australia, because it's the junior ally here, to, for Australia to get either the Virginia-class submarine. So this is the U.S. one. I, I think U.S. has three dozens of this, if I'm not mistaken. No, so this is huge, solid yan. And it's considered the... It, parang kumbaga, ito po, ito po yung Ferrari of uh, submarines in the world. No? So this is the Virginia-class submarine. The length is... 115 meters, sorry, 375 feet, and uh, so, you can look at the specs here, mga kameta, pinost natin mga specs dito, very important. The other one, of course, is slightly smaller one, or more than slightly, only 97 meters compared to 115 meters, and not as sophisticated, but still very sophisticated one is Astute class of UK. So, ang tanong dito is, before the meeting kaapon ng itong mga tatlong leaders na yan, the question was, which one is Australia gonna get? Is it going to get the Virginian class? Is it going to get the Astrid class? Interestingly, what happened was that the decision was to develop a new generation submarine altogether, building on the existing platforms of the United Kingdom. No, So, ito ay magiging Royce Royce cutting-edge powered uh, submarine. And the submarine, I think, is expected to come on board in 20 years almost, right? So, by 2040s. Now, Sa military affairs, may tinitawag na intermediate capability. So that means, habang naghihintay tayo ng darating yung mga new submarines, eh anong gagawin ng Australia? Because pinapa-retire na nila yung mga luma nilang submarines na ginawa nung towards the end of the you know Soviet Union and Cold War era. So one of the things that they looked at, and this is why this, this meeting in San Diego was very important, mga kameta, is because the U.S., you see, U.S., yes, may allies siya, pero the U.S., at the end of the day, there are certain things they don't share to allies. So, for instance, the F-22 fighter, guys, is a fifth-generation fighter that only U.S. uses. The F-14 fighter, you may be familiar with that, sub Top Gun, etc. They only shared it with one country. But this country turned out to become America's enemy later on. Of course, it's in the Middle East, right? Uh, so, F-14 was really just shared with one country. That's it. The F-35 fifth-generation fighter was developed so that they can share a fifth-generation fighter technology with a lot of countries, but not the core element with everyone. Kaya nga Turkey lumabas, and Turkey made its own uh, you know, fighter jet project. So what we're looking at, mga kameta dito, is something very, very interesting because the U.S. right now is really revisiting its policy because for a very long time, even the closest allies were not able to enter, you know, certain areas of Virginian-class submarines because it's a very advanced technology dun sa proper, propeller side no, towards the end side parang off-limit yan sa any even the closest allies, etc. No? But now, under this new deal, mga kameta, they're looking at the possibility of selling at least three up to five or six um, Virginian-class submarines over the next decade so that by 2030s, meron ng advanced, advanced submarines ng Australia. So some big, big things are happening dito mga kameta. Very, very interesting. Very, very big things are happening here. So that clearly shows, that clearly shows mga kameta, that the United States is really, really reconsidering some of its major national security policy, especially restrictions on technology transfer. Because at the end of the day, the U.S. will still primarily think about itself more than anyone else. Allies are there to augment America's position and its version of international security. Uh, but now the U.S. is 
is showing its willingness to even share, literally share its most advanced submarines. So some Americans, I imagine, nagre-reklamo. May, uh, may kaibigan tayo dyan sa Twitter kung saan nagre-reklamo sila na, wait lang, parang problematic ito because baka yung US naman ang magkakulang ng submarines kasi ilang-ilang lang. They only have three or three, four dozens of that Virginia class and then they're gonna give three or five of that to the uh, to the Australians and then paano kung sila mismo kailangan nila yan. So that's gonna be an interesting debate for quite some time. But in the meantime, Australia is putting aside close to $300 billion over the next two decades to develop the next generation ones and acquire also new submarines, nuclear uh, submarine, uh, submarines from America. So the Virginia class in the meantime, three, four, five, six, seven, and then they're going to go for the next generation uh, platform based on the Astute class, the British class based on Rolls-Royce. Uh, technology that's what's gonna that's what they're gonna look at no so very very interesting because what australia wants to do is to be able to project power on a sustained basis in your face level way beyond the immediate shores of australia way beyond south pacific well into the south china sea potentially taiwan straits philippines sea among others so this has direct implications at mga because again look at our geography we're sm smack right in the middle of this theater right this very important theater, so you can look at it. So, and of course, if Australia is gonna send kanilang submarines, they'll have to pass through Southeast Asia, unless they want to go from the other side. Napaganan, of course, they can do that. But a lot of the sea lanes, so you can see here in the picture, mga yung sea lanes passes through Indonesia, Celebes Sea, Sulu Sea, Malacca, whatever, and then goes through Southern Philippines, and then goes up to the Philippine Sea, going towards Taiwan, etc. So these are very, very busy, important sea lines of communications. No, and a lot of this will. So in short, mga ASEAN will be front and center here because we're kind of in the middle of this, right? In the case of the Philippines, we're more than in the middle of this. We're already on the front line. And we're on the front line in coordination with Japan and the United States. So you have two trilaterals coming in. One trilateral alliance or tripartite alliance, AUKUS, Australia, UK, US, that's pretty well developed, institutionalized one, high leveling technology sharing on. The second one, not as developed yet, still an, a tripartite security framework is being worked out. I call it JAFOS, para lang medyo masabay niya yung AUKUS, so Japan, Philippines, United States. So the JAFOS one, mga kameta, the JAFOS one, it may not have the kind of the firepower and the, the publicity stunts that we see with AUKUS or the nuclear submarine, all of those stuff. But, but it's very important because as I said, tignan nyo, napakalapit ang Japan and Pilipinas sa Taiwan. And obviously, Philippines is also on the front line when it comes to the South China's issue, right? And of course, Japan also has its own direct problems with China over Senkaku Diaoyu in the East China Sea. So we're directly at the very front line. So this alternative trilateral is also something going to be very important. And while the submarine for Australia will be coming in the next 20 years, a war could happen over Taiwan in the next two years, right? Or actually next year, if ever, Taiwan goes and elects like, a crazy person and provokes China and all of that, right? Although I don't want to do victim blame because at the end of the day, the threat is coming from China, not from Taiwan, right? So let's look at this. So what I'm arguing, kung yung article natin sa Center for Strategic International Studies, by the way, I write everywhere, right? So don't try to say, I don't write one. I've been published with, with you know, with the Chinese, with the Russians, everyone has published me, all right? I, I write every different places because, you know, we're just looking at analysis, facts, and different angles. And of course, I also write for South China Morning Post, right? Which is based in Hong Kong, right? So anyway, so this article please check this out because this is where i discuss more and more the trilateral right especially under marcus jr because what's happening here mahakameta is philippines and japan together with the us are coming together in fact what's happening here is that all of these 
trilateral alliances are converging, again, at different levels, at different pace, at different level of institutionalization. But the ultimate idea here, mga kameta, is yung tinatawag na integrated deterrence. No, the term for that, mga kameta, is integrated deterrence. The idea is very simple. Hindi kailangan ng Amerika na one-on-one niya yung mga one-on-one niya yung mga uh, Chinese. Because actually, if you look at it, China has an advantage over U.S. dito sa region natin because this is their region. This is their backyard. They can concentrate all of their forces here, much of their naval capability, while U.S. is dispersed all around the world. And if you look, if you use purchasing power parity, actually China has as much defense spending as I mean, not as much, but similar levels, at least two-thirds defense spending as U.S., but the regional, so they can concentrate it. I'll just sh show you some data so that you can see where I'm coming from, Mahakameta. So this is the concept of integrated deterrence. It's very important. The idea is that you work together with your allies, right, to deter U.S., uh, deter China, sorry. I just need to bring this out para ma-appreciate yung sinasabi natin how powerful actually China is. If you look at just China's ability to go on face-to-face uh, -face with U.S. in our region alone. So this is a very interesting graph that I'll show you, mga kameta. Just for you to see, hindi pichugin talaga China. Malakas talaga China, in fairness. And they're really, really developing their capabilities. Kaya nga, ang U.S. ay hindi nagre-realize sa sarili lang. They're working through a network of alliances, which China doesn't have. Like, who are allies of China, really? Like, Russia is already bogged down there. They're like kawawa, I mean, like, bug-bug na bug-bug sila dan. Who else? North Korea? No, I don't think so. I was in North Korea a few years ago. They're not really, you know, they're in sila sa China kasi over-dependence. So this is actually the actual spending. So if you use the purchasing power parity, China and United States defense spending overall are not that different, right? So the lower one you can see there, that's the nominal, which is around 200 billion. But you use purchasing power parity, it could be 400 billion up to 600 billion, right? Or even more. In fact, there's a lot of secret spending that we're not very aware of. Aware of. So China is big, big in terms of theirs. So U.S. is not, diba? Hindi naman sila foolish eh, na in one-on-one -on -one lang nila. Bakit namin in one-on-one? -on -one? Eh, may naman kayo mga aliado dito who also have concerns with China. So that's where, guys, etong JAFUS comes in the picture. Japan, U.S., Philippines. So JAFUS is there on top, and then AUKUS is coming from below, and then the idea is that these trilaterals can work together. Now, I didn't mention the Quad because that's important, because Quad very much relies on India. But India has a very, very different outlook on the world. They want a multipolar world. They want to be one of the pillars of power. They don't want to be part of a U.S. plan. They also have a very great relationship with Russia, but they have problems with China. So there's some overlap with the U.S. and all, but not that much on other areas. While Philippines is a U.S. ally, Japan is a U.S. ally, U.K. is a U.S. ally, Australia is U.K.'s ally, and then Philippines is developing VFA with Japan, already has a status of forces, a visiting forces agreement with Australia, and who knows what's in the works with U.K. and other countries. So this is the fascinating picture we're looking at, Mahakameta. And that's why, really, these are huge things that are happening in our region, and we have to really pay attention to these things. Anyway, parang daldal natin. I hope. Wait, nasan na tayo? Nasan na aking studio? Wait lang. Nawala na. Anyway, andyan pa ba kayo? Let, let me check. Uh, what's going on here? Pasensya, mga kameta. Parang, ayan, nawala ba yung natin? Okay, 
anyways thank you very much mahameta for checking us here so this is this is the situation that we're trying to really break down medyo mainit ang internet ko dito so i really appreciate dun sa mahameta na nanood sa atin i really really appreciate it You're very very kind of you for watching us for checking us out uh hindi ko malabas dito but uh let me check some of the comments here derecho from here but i i hope you see the value don't worry i'm going to post some of some of our articles on this issue again ah Yeah, see, I enjoy this kind of discussion. I like when time done some uh discussions and all of that. I mean, you know, I'm I'm we're trying to just help the country. You know, I give advice and etc. etc. Tapos kung trolls But anyway, that's who I am. You know, sometimes you have to ruffle some feathers in order to get a discussion going. But anyway, let's park that muna. This is serious, guys. This is serious, no? I don't think anyone else has really mentioned this as openly, but I'm, I'm, I'm the first one who's saying two trilaterals are coming together and converging. Ocus, Jaffus. Fascinating. Very interesting. So let's see how China is going to respond. But let's also discuss, siguro next time, mga kameta, also how the other ASEAN countries are going to respond. Although, the, although most of them are not going to be too relevant to this. I mean, not everyone is going to be a star in the show, right? There are going to be a few stars, and that's really what matters. But obviously, Indonesia is going to make some noise. But the one I'm really watching here is Singapore, because Singapore has a lot of defense agreements and is giving a lot of defense access, naval access to Americans, also the British, etc. So Singapore will also be part of this discussion, something that we have to discuss a lot. And katulad na alam niyo, of course, Singapore became very important. The U.S. nung lumalis ang mga Amerikano sa Pilipinas, after yung Subic Bay bases were closed for permanent bases to the United States. So anyway, let me say very much thank you sa inyong lahat. Mamayon tayo mag-K-pop, J-pop. Maraming salam kay Ma'am Jocelyn Lomberi as always, kay Michael Uy. Hindi, I don't agree lesser bad versus lesser good eh. In the same way, I don't agree it's good versus... Let's be very clear about it, alright? Sabi nga ni Romualdez, di ba? Ano bang gusto natin? Diba? Do we want to be part of a free and democratic world? Imperfect, problematic, sure. Or we want to be kind of, you know, alam nyo na this, connect the dots. Diba? And at the same time, as I said, this is the game of deterrence. The idea is that kung malakas tayong lahat, malakas yung mga aliansa natin, magdadalawang ising ang China. Because ang China rational po. Of course, they're not perfect. They can always make mistakes. We saw crazy things happen in the past. The same way, you know, all powers, major superpowers do bullying and crazy stuff. But the thing is, the stronger you are, the harder for the other side to even contemplate actual invasion. But at the very minimum, you should be prepared. And the more alliances, crease-cutting alliances, the easier the preparation, the smoother it's going to be. In fact, there's a military doctrine there that we can discuss soon that's called distributed lethality. The idea is that you don't want to concern a war in one theater. You want to have multiple points of intervention so that you know, if, if it goes down to war, hindi concentrated yung forces of U.S. and its allies. So you have multiple points of pushback against China. And in that sense, you make it very difficult. Nonetheless, mga kameta, we have to also discuss the day after because a lot of war games are showing that U.S. can, together with Philippines and Japan and some allies, especially Australia, can beat a Chinese invasion back. But the problem will be what if what happens when China imposes after some initial wave defeat, total embargo on Taiwan. Then what's going to happen next? And that's where Philippines will be very important. That's where Japan will be very important. And for me, that's why the best uh, metaphor I've saw, seen is, you know, uh, you know, non-alcoholic, but I mean, the term they use is cork in the bottle. So Taiwan is like the cork in a bottle. If Taiwan goes, all bets are off. All bets are off. That's why Taiwan is extremely important in terms of making sure that we keep we keep situation together. And as I said, mga kameta, pwede natin pag-usapan niya. Taiwan is responsible for more than one-third, 37% of global computing power. So a lot of computer chips, conductors, processors that we're using in our phones, 
in, in our laptops, etc., in our cars, especially more modern cars, EV cars, etc. A lot of that could be coming from Taiwan, right? So if Taiwan goes down or something huge happens there, book book on world economy. All bets are definitely off. And by some estimate, China could see a 20 to 30% shrink in its GDP, which is huge because China's GDP is what, $10 trillion? So China could lose two to $3 trillion in productivity if a war happens there. Uh, US is gonna see also five to 10% potentially recession there. So this is gonna be serious. So if you want peace, prepare for war, because if you're prepared, bullies are gonna blink, as simple as that, all right? Now, there's still risk of actual war, but that's why you have to be prepared, right? Either way, damay damay yan. So better be prepared and better try to deter it than just nakamangmang ka lang dyan, uh, uh, you know, nakatunganga ka lang dyan, tapos bugbug ka rin naman kung ganun. Kasi US ally pa rin tayo at ang lapit natin. So that's what I'm saying, right? So either you choose to end our alliance with the US or paninigan mo na yan. You cannot have it both ways. Neutrality doesn't work when you already have a treaty alliance with the U.S. and Taiwan is just right next to you. As simple as that. Okay? Thank you very much, mga kameta. I'll keep it here. Um, hindi ko malulot sa phone ko eh. But again, thank you so much sa lahat ng mga nag-comment. Ayan. Thank you kay Ma'am An Annie Gonzalez, kay Viv Yansu for, for your comments and suggestions. Ay, hindi naman com suggestions. Comments lang. Next level ang porman natin today. Bakit naman? Ano lang naman ah? Parang pang director. Parang... Ang probinsyano ang ano eh, Coco Martin style tayo ngayon, di ba? Uh, sabi ni, hey Valentin, wala tayong choice. Benvenido, sabi niya, thanks Richard. Of course, thank you. Nice info, sabi ni Grace. Of course, mga kameta, sinisimplify ko lang yan, di ba? So if you want a more in-depth analysis, thank you also kay Mitch Tengshaw for joining us. Uh, thank you also kay Rhea Tado joining us from United Arab Emirates. Wala tayong mga kabayan joining us from all across the world. Thank you also kay Kandara Samar, uh, from Gandara Samar, si Yonan Oiren. Thank you for joining us also. Ayan, si, si Esguera, meron siyang vote. Ay, nako, yung constitutional change. Patay, isa pang usapan yan. Balikan natin yan, balikan natin yan. Joining us from Masbate, si JV. Ayan, marami tayong mga kameta na nagmamahal sa atin dito. Kay Noemi Tablati, joining us from Quezon City. Kay Madrigal Heya, nakaka-distract po sir yung looks mo. What's that supposed to mean? Wait lang. Sige, mag-shades na lang tayo mga kameta. Alright, thank you very much mga kameta. Talk to you guys soon and God bless.